Now, we are concluding our series of teachings on understanding the will of God. And the one scripture I want to start with today is from the book of Hebrews chapter 4. It said from verse 9, it says, So there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their own labors, just as God did after creating the earth. So let us do our best to enter that rest. In answer in verse 12, for the word of God is alive and powerful or active. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. He says nothing is in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes and he's the one to whom we are accountable. I'm going to bring out something about the word of God here. If you read from the book of um, Isaiah chapter 34, Isaiah made some prophetic utterances. He answered at the end of the day, he said, this is I have said, see, they don't look like they are going to happen. He said, but look in the book of the Lord and read. None of these will be missing. Not one will lack her mate. For it is the mouth of the Lord that has given the order. And therefore his spirit will go forth and gather everything together. Now, why have I read these things? To let us know that when we are walking in the will of God, we must allow God to work out his will by himself in our lives. Sometimes somebody will say that, I saw this in a vision, I saw this prophetic word, and the person is using his own energy to bring it to pass. For example, you've heard me say things like, Behold, that the word of the Lord came to me once saying, from the scriptures, Isaiah chapter 66 verse 12. He said, Behold, I cause prosperity to flow towards you like a river, and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. Now, you've seen that kind of word, and it's clear in the scriptures that God wants you to prosper, and he'll prosper you abundantly. For many people, what does that mean? They will not get up and say, I must be a businessman so that that word can be fulfilled. But unfortunately, that's not what God was saying. When God gives a word like that, what he's saying is that occupy until I come to fulfill that word in your life. What does it mean? Occupy with this, Jesus said to the disciples, that's in that parable. He said, do business with this until I come back. There is one thing that God has given you. You do business with it until I come to fulfill that word in your life. That is, if God says you're a school teacher, go to that school and teach very well. Make sure you exercise yourself so strongly that all the children that have problems will be sent to you knowing that you will solve the problems and make them good pupils. That's what it means when you believe the prophetic word of God. For example, I believe there are prophetic word that says, Behold, I cause prosperity to flow towards you like a river and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing stream. If that word is going to be fulfilled in my life, what do I do? I forsake all forms of ungodliness. I apply myself diligently to the work of the ministry. I occupy with what he has given me until he comes. I make sure that no evil is found in my heart, in my hands. I don't do anything because Paul said it like this. He says, seeing that we have these promises, let us purify ourselves of all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That is, it's as we perfect holiness that the word of God can be fulfilled in our lives. I said something to us before, let me say it again, because you know, you can't say these things enough. Number one thing about God leading you is that perfection of holiness. What I mean is this, the number one way by which God leads is to teach you what is right and to teach you what is wrong. If you want to know what God wants you to do, just go and do what you know to be right. My pastor in Lagos those days used to say that what is the will of God? He said, do the right things. And the consequence is the will of God. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? That is, if my name is Joseph, how do I handle Mrs. Potiphar? 
who's been pressuring me in this house to go to bed with her. Meanwhile, she's a wife of my boss. My pastor said, do what is right. What is the consequence? You go to prison. Then that prison is the will of God. That is the will of God. Somebody came to her pastor once and said that um, this job, I got it by using my sister's uh, credentials. I deceived my way into it. I have risen in the ranks by committing adultery. What should I do now? All right? What is the will of God? Of course, apparently she's repenting. And the pastor said to her simply, you came here with your first certificate? Yes. Then you have a choice of two. Either resign nicely and go away, or go and report to your boss that, sir, I came here with a false certificate. I said, the man must never hear it. He will discipline me. Yes, that is it. If you don't want the discipline, resign and go. What is the will of God? Do the right thing. The consequence is the will of God. You cannot say you want to do the will of God. You are not willing to do that which is right. Many people, especially those who are under authority, they use that cop out a lot of times, which is fake spirituality. They want to do that which their superiors don't agree with. A woman wants to do that which her godly husband does not agree with. A young man in the church, he's working in the church, he's a junior pastor, he wants to do that which the senior pastor does not agree with. A man wants to do that which is against the order of the structure that he's in. He now says, my, whole, my spirit said, the Holy Spirit said to me, listen to me, you must allow God to work out his will in your life. The only participation you have for doing the will of God is to do that which is right. And that was exactly what David did. David, listen to me, it's not this one I heard my voice. David was sitting down. The same prophet that anointed the current king as king, Samuel, who in the whole of Israel, his reputation was that not a word that Samuel said ever fell to the ground. Not one word. That prophet came into the house of David with his jar of oil, the anointing oil. And he poured it upon David in the midst of his brethren as, as a teenager. Did David do anything to, to enter the throne? Nothing. Nothing. What did David do? Contrary to what many people have done, David went back to the job he was doing and continued. Listen, if you are teaching in a school, you go for a prophetic meeting, they say, God has anointed you to be a millionaire. Don't resign that job. You will just go hungry. Hunger will destroy you. For that prophecy can be fulfilled. Go back there and go and walk with joy. Knowing that, Paul said, abide in the calling wherewith you were called. Go there and do that work. The angel that's bringing that work to fulfillment knows where you are. That was exactly what David did. David did not do anything in trying to take over the throne of Israel. He just went back there and, and he was walking. It was from there they sent for him. He went to the king's palace. Then one day, when he went to look for his brothers, he saw one man called Goliath terrorizing everybody. He attacked Goliath. Or he took permission from the king. And then Goliath died. He became very famous. The king went after him. David ran away. One day, God, in quotes, delivered as a test to David. Look at Saul sleeping. His men said, good. Two times this happened. Two times. His men said, let us strike him. He was going to kill him quietly in his sleep. The men around wouldn't know that the man was dead. David now said something. He said, you cannot lift your hands against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless. He said, listen, when his time will come, peradventure he will go to battle and he will die there. Exactly what happened. David said, no, as for me, let us go. David left. You cannot skim your way into the fulfillment of prophetic words. You can't. The only thing you are allowed to do, in fact, the prophetic word only comes to give you encouragement while you are suffering. You get my point? That is, you are in a place where things are not working well. A prophetic word comes to tell you, stay there, don't worry. Something great is coming later on in your life. Because, you know, you can imagine, just look at this scenario, a man like Joseph, he's suffering, but he remembers that dream. That will kind of lift his heart, say, look, this is a dream I had, it was from God, it will come to pass one day. But while Joseph was in prison, what was he doing? He was helping people. The man was so diligent with his work, 
in the house of Potiphar, before Mrs. Potiphar came and spoiled things, Potiphar trusted the man so much, he did not even use to check the account books. He just said, that, where's my food? He eats and he goes away. Joseph did all the accounting, took charge of the whole house. Then one day, the evil woman, Mrs. Potiphar, came, scattered the whole thing. He repeated this activity again in prison. The man was in the lowest point of his life, the lowest state as a prisoner, when God finally came and lifted him up. Listen, prophetic word does not require you to manipulate yourself into its fulfillment. If God says to you, one day you are going to be king, you say, thank you, Lord. I'm going to be king one day. So you go around and say, what was I doing when he said I would be king? I was digging gutters. Go back into the gutter and continue digging diligently. Become the king of gutter diggers because of your, of your diligence in digging. Then God knows that this man indeed is ready to be king one day. But many of us don't know. We say, look, kings don't dig gutters though. And by doing that, we immediately scuttle to the arrangement of God for bringing us into the place of prominence. I hope you've gotten my point. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of this and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosermons at gmail.com. And do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening. I may the fruit of this world blossom in your life.